Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Cellar Door Society. This is Jacob. I'm Ash. I'm James. <laughs> you always go second. You always go second. What the heck was that? I panicked. I All don't right. know. I panicked. This is Jake, Ash, and James, and we are bringing you another episode today. Hello. Hello. How much yeah. you want to bet it that picked up on the audio? It did. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. Um, so, couple uh, show notes, couple things to address with our listeners. Um, uh, we mentioned it a couple episodes ago, I believe, but we do have some new audio equipment, and we are learning to use it even better. Uh, none of us are audio engineers, but we are all trying our our best to deliver you um, just the best content possible. So. Hopefully this one uh, is a little bit better, and uh, as far as everyone can be heard, everyone is audible. Please feel free to reach out to us at knockatthecellardoor@gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, or anything. We'd be happy to hear from you. Or the Instagram, which is the Cellar Door Society as well. Also, folks, if you haven't noticed, we're kind of doing a different uh, style of episode. We're going to do more of conversational style on one topic. And we're going to see how that plays out. So, you know, submit your ideas and thoughts on whether you like three topics, one topic, or, you know, maybe what you want to hear to either the email or our Instagram. Yeah, if you have topics that you want to hear, let us know. We want to hear from you. Listener stories, whatever, really. Recipes, always a fan of getting recipes. I need a good uh, bread recipe. I want to start making bread. I have a okay one that I can give you. I feel like... Hell yeah. yeah well, okay. Let I've me. been dying for good bread. I've been dying to get into baking breads oh, okay. recently. Because I, I thought you were going to say... No. No, okay. I no, I know you guys looked at me, but I am not the center uh, of cooking for this one. Yeah. So I've, I've baked a couple loaves. Um, I've got an okay recipe. My grandfather, though, award-winning bread baker... Um, County Fair or like just like the city, Bake Off. The city I lived in had a citywide competition to find the best bread baker in this city, and uh, he has framed in his home the newspaper article of him just holding his loaf of bread, and it's like you know so and so number one. So yeah, so it, 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 it's in the blood, I guess. Um, I know, I just know that shit's genetic. You got it. You got it, Carson. Through you. Yeah, that his wife. So that his wife, my grandmother, um, <laughs> she made like cinnamon rolls that I still have dreams about. They were just. It would take every every inch of the entire counter space was used to make these cinnamon rolls, and then you would have one, and it was just the best thing ever. I love a good cinnamon roll. I love pretty much any breakfast food. I think breakfast is the superior meal of yeah, the day. Yeah, 100%. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know if I can... Um, sorry, ADD brain. Uh, I don't know if I could say that. I, I don't know if I can put my stamp on making a vote. I do really love the foods for breakfast time. That's what I'm saying. Like, but... Like breakfast, that whole... is good. It's good. I'm not going to say it's superior, though. Because I think you can do wonders with lunches and dinners. <laughs> but they're better if they're <laughs> breakfast foods. I Yeah, that's fair. I, I this know. is a moot 
conversation. I mean, there's no... <laughs> Actually, I don't think it is because leading into our topic, one of my questions is, do you guys know what kitchen magic is? Because you've mentioned it to me before and I love being in the kitchen. Okay, re-ask this question. Let's, uh, let's preface what we're going to talk about and then hit me with that question. Why can't we just lead into it? Because nobody knows what we're talking about. They'll figure it out with the questions. <laughs> the more questions we ask about magic. Yeah. All right. Well, no, no, cut it. Cut it and we'll read no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good, James. This week, what we're going to be talking about is we are answering more questions about magic. So Ashley and myself, we have some experience or some history around the occult and um, magic, whether that be chaos magic, Wicca, dabbling in some light hermeticism, divination, things like this. So we thought it would be a really good idea for James to uh, bring some questions from from his perspective and uh, maybe for some of the listeners who don't have a lot of exposure or experience in this field to uh, kind of open up that conversation. And this will be a an open topic, so uh, feel free, if you have questions of your own, um, get in touch with us on the Instagram or the email. Now, James, you had a question. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I moved the cord and I got a side eye and... Uh, <laughs> It made me laugh pretty hard. Um, yeah, so just, I know nothing about magic. I'm just going to preface this. Like, when people say magic, I think Chris Angel, Harry Houdini, yeah. illusionists. You know, mm-hmm. these contortionists are people who do stage magic, I guess you could call it. Um, but you guys have a, like, what I would say is actual magic. Um, you know, you believe in things that can change uh, the energies, the universe around you all that type of stuff. Um, but I don't know anything about that. And that's what I'm really curious in is the kind of the basics, maybe even the mentality behind it mm-hmm. and how it works. So one question I did have is what is kitchen magic? Because uh, yeah. as you mentioned, I love cooking and I love being in the kitchen. But before you dive into that, I want to know what is magic? Like if you had to put a definition to it, and feel free to use your phones, students. You're allowed to, you know, open book test this. Uh, what it, What is magic? Um, yeah, so I'll probably steal exactly what I said last week. I've been asked this question a lot. What is magic? And it's kind of a tricky one to answer because I feel like for every person, it means something different. For me, what it is, is um, Aleister Crowley was quoted to say, and this is not verbatim, but magic is the science and art of conforming reality to one's will. To me, that that's what magic is. It's a, as much as there are theory and practice behind it, it is an art because it has to be individual to the user because if it doesn't make sense to you, it doesn't make sense, period, right? If you are doing something half-assed or half-heartedly, you're not going to see the same results as something you believe fully, right? The will part is hard because how does one quantify will? So often I I will use instead of will, intention. What is your intention? And then seeing the world or reality change in regards to that intention. Interesting. Ash, do you have anything to add or maybe a different perspective? Um, Yeah, I think it's just like, to me, magic is 
using things around you to find like deeper meaning and purpose in your life, connect to nature, connect to yourself. Um, I personally like to use like crystals, astrology, tarot, other types of divination. Um, I like to celebrate the changing of the seasons, the solstices, equinoxes, that type of stuff. But what is it, what emotional reaction or what drives you towards magic and not something else? I think magic brings some really beautiful changes to my life and it helps me find a deeper purpose and meaning in what I do and that brings me like fulfillment and joy and I don't know. It just makes me feel good, I guess. No, I love that. That's really cool. Um, I think ultimately like any religion should be about being a better person and finding like meaning and that was uh you know it's funny you bring that up because that was one thing i was just going to make a comparison on is uh, the base things you all just talked about fits pretty much any description of any religion or belief system you know it's something to where it brings an emotional reaction inside of yourself and you can see it within the world and for me personally, somebody who's not uh, very spiritual and or very magical for that nature, I I think about the world in a very psychological manner, something, you know, mostly science-based, I guess you could say. So when I see ha- things happen in the world, I look at what could have caused that reaction and so sure. on and so forth. Whereas some people who uh, may believe in various other religions could see that as an act of their God or act of their belief system, you know? So would you say magic plays just as much of a part um, in creating your own world psychologically, such as with religion? Uh, And what I mean by that is, let's say you do a sigil for something and that comes true. Me, I would say, oh, that came true because... uh, that resume looked really good. This, the experience is there and they need somebody. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. But somebody who believes in that sigil might be like, oh no, this sigil is what brought me this job. So I would, um, I would compare it to this. Uh, say you were a Christian. You want that job. What is your solution? I mean, I would to pray, pray it, right? Yeah. It's the same effect for myself and possibly I'm speaking for Ashley as well I have found organized religion doesn't work for me but I do recognize that there are things within religion that impress power upon the world around you but a lot of religion uh, has very quote unquote magical backings I mean like things like astral projection and things like that in India for example are not looked upon as inherently evil Whereas Christianity would look upon something like that and they might say, hey, that's like conversating or communing with devils and demons. So ultimately, what what we're really talking about is it, it all comes down to belief, period. Whether that's in Jesus Christ or your own power at B, Ganesha, whatever that is, that belief is then used to power sigils, power your prayer. The thinking is, it's impossible. There's a quote I like to say a lot. 
and I can't remember exactly who said it. I will put it in the show notes. It goes, for those who believe, no proof is necessary. For those who do not believe, no proof is possible. So it's impossible for me to prove to you, James, that something happens because of maybe a sigil I've created and has manifested itself in my life. There's no way for me to, to prove to you how that happened. Because when it really boils down to it, I had an intention. I put something on some paper. I sent it out into the world. Something then happened in my life, and I chose personally to say, that's because of this. Yes, you, you, you are correct. There are a ton of variables at play. So I think ultimately the goal is shifting these variables in your favor, keeping the magnetic pole, if you will, coming towards you for the things that you want and maybe repelling the things that you don't and making a system that is fiercely your own rather than saying then believing in a <clears throat> or uh, in, instead of being conformative to something other than uh, you know your own beliefs such as a different religion or belief system or so on and so forth yeah that makes sense I, excellent that was beautiful really Thanks. really well said um and i you know it's funny because i personally believe that in more of the physics mindset and the world of everything has an energy reaction to uh why can't i think of the other end of that not consequence what's the other every action has an equal or opposite reaction thank you yes i don't know why my brain couldn't come up with that but that's what i'm trying to say um in that type of sense and so if you do put out energies or you do put out one singular thought often enough it will come true one way or another and this you know i i learned that at a very young age when uh you know, growing up with anxiety, you worry about things. And one of the things I used to worry about as a kid a lot was having my house broken into mm. or wherever I was at it getting broken into. And one of my friends looked at me and said, the more you think about it, the more it's going to come true. And that my whole life has really been a truity, mm-hmm. right? And it's the same idea as uh, a sigil or magic or religion or prayer. Manifestation. You're, exactly. You're putting out that energy. You're mm-hmm. changing your energy and that's going to be received differently by different things or different other energy fields or so on and so forth. So it sounds very similar, you know, to how physics works as well. You're just playing with the world in a different way, which is fun. Um, Excellent. Great. More questions. So tarot cards, we're going to switch gears here. One question I recently, while talking to some of our listeners was how do you know a tarot cards, right? I mean, when we talked about it before, you described that it's a very personal thing with you and how you go through the deck is, you know, to learn your deck, you take one, you look at it and you're like, oh, this means this. And then you look at the box and it's like, oh, no, I was wrong. And you put in a different stack and you do this until you essentially have the meanings of the cards memorized. But I think the question stems from how does that evoke emotion and how do you know when you're doing it right Ash, do you want to start? Um, I don't think there's a right way to do it. Like if you flip a card and you just have a very strong feeling towards it, I would go with that feeling. Um, I think I the books are just kind <coughs> of like a guideline. You get to know your deck and get to know what you 
take meaning in and what you take symbolism in. So what the book says doesn't necessarily have to be what that card actually means. Well, at the end of the day, you also have to think about another person wrote the book. So that is their interpretation of what they feel like the cards mean. A lot of the cards will have very plain things on justice that represents justice, right? But it's an artist's representation or illustration of what they feel justice is. If somebody flips a card and they say, I feel like this means this, then write that down and count that as true. A lot of, I think, uh, I think it's easy to like dismiss gut feelings as minor or unimportant. You could even just say, Oh, it's gas or something, you know, but gut feelings are something I have found. The more I've paid attention to the more that they have proven to be often correct about feelings, you know, that intuition Meeting someone and then feeling like, I don't know if I trust this guy for no reason, for no reason at all. You just feel, uh, I have some feeling about this person that I shouldn't spend time with them or they're not, you know, somebody that is maybe somebody I need to be associating with. And then all of a sudden you find, you find something out and it's like, oh, okay, I don't know how I had that feeling. Those gut feelings are super important. And so if you pull a card and it differs from the booklet, it's totally valid to say, hey, well, this is my interpretation of that card. I think you can also like, I don't know, depending on what your question is or what kind of spread it is, the meaning might apply differently. So even if the meaning in the book is like really negative, depending on the situation, it could actually mean something really positive for you. So that was a great answer i really appreciate that um very informative so now i'm going to ask my original question what is kitchen magic um so i I feel like kitchen magic could be classified as any sort of magic done around food or in the kitchen so that could be things like maybe you maybe what you do is you take a little <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> so, kitchen magic. It, when I think of kitchen magic, normally what pops to my mind is really just love being put into dishes, right? So, maybe when you're cooking a specific meal, you're thinking of a loved one or uh, using food to heal people. Things like this, right? So where maybe sigils are my medium, maybe your medium is your food. So you say, hey, I know my buddy Jake's got a cold. I'm going to make him this soup that'll make him feel better. You have no idea if it's going to make him feel better, right? But that's your intention. I'm every ingredient. I'm thinking when I'm chopping these onions, hey, these are going to help him feel better, right? And so then that's your product. You're, You're using your food or your talents and and creation in the kitchen as your magic essentially i uh dabble in a little bit of kitchen witchery um and for me like i like to use sometimes i use it to celebrate my um little sabbats and um so i'll try to use foods that correspond with that particular um festivity and so that will change like um in the fall you use a, a lot of root vegetables um 
And then another way I use it, if I want a little good luck or something, I'll center it around cinnamon, which mm. um, all the herbs and different ingredients have different, you know, little metaphysical meanings and what they're supposed to do, um, both like magically and also um, like health wise. Um, That's so, good yeah. to know because that was, that was kind of a follow up is... Uh, you know, magic, you think spells and such, and you always see images of witches and different people over cauldrons stirring things and such. And I think that's kind of what came to mind when I heard kitchen magic is the whole cauldron he 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 thing, you know? Um, yeah, that's me in the kitchen. <laughs> every day, just like that. <laughs> yeah, just, pretty yeah. much. All right. Well, that must be a sight to see. Just it one is. perpetual stew going since, I don't know, 2012 actually there is a <laughs> restaurant is that so much flavor in <laughs> japan korea japan or korea that they've been using the same broth for i believe it's over 100 years i believe it yeah yeah that was like pretty common in the medieval times it's it's amazing i would i dream of tasting it um pardon me anyway <laughs> <laughs> so sorry um folks. so i think a little bit too there um you know, you think about witches, you think about like potions and things like that. So there is a very r real branch of magic called alchemy that uh, you'll probably hear, like in Harry Potter, they talk about the Sorcerer's Stone and things like this, right? Or the Philosopher's Stone. Um, and like, that's a very, like, there's a ton of literature on alchemy, both modern and otherwise, um, in you know, there's a a chemistry side to making tinctures out of various herbs and things like that. But what you'll find in a lot of readings in alchemy is the real alchemy is mental alchemy. So they believed that they could transmute one emotion into another. So they could take their hatred and turn it into gold, which was love, right? And that that philosopher's stone was inside of you. Or was it? It could have been a real thing. You'll have to study and spend your whole life to find out. Interesting. You'll want you you ought to check out a book of correspondences. Um, I, I have one after the the show. We can check it out together. But there they have books that will say, like Ashley was saying, cinnamon can be representative of luck or other things. And then you can also say, okay, well, luck is also. Um, a specific planet could be representative of luck. So mm -hmm. then inherently cinnamon and that planet are corresponding to, ch to each other, right? Also, there's colors that represent luck, different crystals that represent that. So when you get into like stuff like that, you can kind of bring all of those together. Interesting. Very interesting. A lot of times when people think about <clears throat> like a traditional spell, what we're really talking about is called uh, sympathetic magic, which is to represent, we'll keep using luck. So you can use cinnamon to say, hey, I want to bring this luck into my life. And because luck is not something you can buy at a grocery store, it helps reinforce to you what you're trying to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, it sounds really intention-based and making sure that you use things that are rooted, for all puns intended, uh, <laughs> in proven meaning, I guess you could say. You know, like kind of like the whole like old wise tale thing, right? Like if you have a cold, you put a little bit of whiskey, honey, lemon juice, and some tea, a hot toddy, and you're going to wake up feeling great. 
you know, is there any science behind that? I mean, probably I'm not a nutritionist or anything, but it's that same idea uh, or similar idea, putting it in a very general idea of term. But that's really interesting. I really like that. I mean, every time I cook, I know I put a lot of intention into it when I'm... Oh, you can taste it. Every, everything about it is, I don't know, my belief in cooking and with food, and this is prior to knowing any of this or even meeting you guys, is it can, the magical thing about it, huh, now I'm just realizing how funny my statement is, but the magical thing about food is no matter what day, where you come from, who you are, if you sit down with good food, you're going to find a way to laugh. You're going to find a way to smile. No one sits at a meal stone-faced. Like, it's almost impossible. Um, unless you're quarreling or something with the person across <laughs> from you, then I'm sure it's a little different. But for most cases, it brings people together, and I think that's a really interesting, magical thing that can happen. But again, it's based on intention. You know, if you, yeah. if you go into cooking, hating cooking, if you walk into the kitchen, you're like, this is going to be terrible. I'm not good at this. I can't, I don't know what I'm doing. You're going to mess something up. You're going to burn something. You're going to not have enough ingredients or whatever else. Whereas if you walk in, you're like, I've never cooked this before, but the picture looked awesome and I know how to read. So sweet. Let's make this recipe. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to turn out way better than you expect. And that's true for anybody I've ever seen cook in my life. I think even Campbell's has that slogan, right? Made with love. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's true. It's uh, it's kind of the belief behind it. Yeah, that's really, really awesome. I'm enjoying... I mean, um, maybe that's your own definition of what magic is. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm maybe understanding here mm -hmm. is maybe kitchen magic or that type of intentional, like universal change is how I how I do it. Show it? Yep. Feel it? Um, we'll know. have to get you a list of like what ingredients correspond with what. Um, That'd be fun. Just so you can like, I don't know. I think it would be interesting for you if you were like, oh, this is what I put in here. What does it mean? And just. Yeah, that would be really interesting. I mean, I know a lot, some health benefits of certain spices mm -hmm. and things. Uh, Turmeric's a great anti-inflammatory. Um, cinnamon produces energy, helps your metabolism get boosted. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of different meanings and and things. I make a magical little brew called a uh, fire cider. Have Ooh. you all heard of that? I have not. No. Um, Is it because you drink it and you're like, damn, dude, that was fire. Uh, fire, but <laughs> terrible, like <in> a <laughs> terrible joke, awful. But it burns. <laughs> um, I don't know. You can make it a bunch of. You can put whatever you want in it, but I do like turmeric, ginger. Um, is that how you say turmeric or is it turmeric? I've already said I've <coughs> always said turmeric. Okay. Me Heavy too. on the U. Turmeric. Heavy U. Yeah. Turmeric. Um, yeah, you got it. Shows that. my mom was an English teacher, doesn't it? Yeah, you suppose it does. <laughs> <laughs> but it has like, yeah. <laughs> turmeric, ginger, garlic, cinnamon, fresh cloves, thyme, rosemary, mm. lemons, oranges. Sounds fantastic. Uh, horseradish. That sounds jalapenos. like something your whole house smells like. Yeah. Yeah. Will like you soak it in apple cider vinegar for a while? Ooh, I'm a no-go no dog. I can't do vinegars. That's all I'll taste. Well, that, I'm still in, Ashley. Please continue. It's horrible. I mean, it doesn't taste good. It's <laughs> like it burns. Honest. It's like the vinegar. You take like a shot of it when you get sick, um, but all those things in it um, 
are really good for your immune system. So I usually make that during one of uh, the fall holidays. If you feel comfortable, um, I bet the listeners would love your recipe. I'd love to share it. Yeah, we'll get that. We'll get a link up for everybody. Um, we'll uh, we'll post that online for you guys to go try Ashley's fire cider. I, I'm gonna try yeah. it. It sounds great. Um, it is. You can get um most of the ingredients at like a health food store, like the specific roots that you might not find in a traditional one. Um, but yeah, even if you don't believe in the magical side of it, all of those ingredients have proven health properties. So. Well, you know, isn't that the interesting thing about all of this is even if you don't believe the perception of things can change it. Right. And I, that's kind of my favorite idea that I've uh, been stewing around in the back as listening is it's all based on your perception. If you look at the world through a magical lens per se, you're going to see magic all around you. If you look at it through a religious lens, you'll find miracles and you'll find different things every day. If you look at it through a, chaotic logic standpoint like the world is chaos and it's going to be that way everything is going to seem crazy because that's how you view the world you know and i think that's the coolest aspect about us three being different is that we can share different perspectives different perceptions on the world uh but still find these little moments where like your world collides with mine such as in kitchen magic or uh like my wife, for instance, loved the tarot card segment that Ashley talked about. Well, you two talked about kind of. And um, it's interesting. See worlds collide like that because not to get too cheesy, but isn't that the true magic of life? It really is. <clears throat> Finding that connection. Yeah, I think um, humans are just so cool. It's a uh, ton of them are, are not, but uh, a lot of us are. <laughs> It's uh, it's always exciting to me personally to meet new people and to develop relationships with people and to find people and whether I disagree or agree with them, being able to find common ground and get excited when good things happen for them. And it's, it's fun to cheerlead for people and uh, see good things happen, you know? Uh, I think... Uh, it's it's interesting when you really stop and talk to somebody to find out that pretty much everyone is always going through the same big things, right? We're all usually struggling with something, whether that's work, life, money, career, anything. Um, work and career are obviously synonymous. Not necessarily. But then seeing... I've learned a lot from just talking about life stuff, and then when I see that in my life... Being able to reference, well, you know, so-and-so approached it this way, and this is how they shared with me their experience with it, and so then I can use that to help shape mine. I think it's a real fan of community, right? Like common togetherness about just trying to be the best versions of ourselves. And so when you find people who also like to champion those aspects, it gets real exciting for me to want to spend time around that. That makes I sense. I agree with that. That's been something like, I don't know. The older I get, the more meaning I find in having that community and people around you that make life better. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think uh, while we're on the topic of community, I think for me, 
recently I've started to realize that you can have a community with anybody that you get along with, you know, and not to say that everyone has to get along because some personalities just don't get along and that's okay. But we shouldn't be mean towards that person, you know? Yeah, you're right. We shouldn't be mean. (laughs) No meanies allowed. You know, I know you've asked, um, I guess some things I would like to point out as far as, um, magic goes to kind of bring it back. These aren't necessarily questions you've asked, but some of the questions I had when I started out are like, what are the rules? What's quote unquote possible and what's not possible? And I have learned there are very few things that I can call impossible, but there are many things that I can call highly improbable. And that's something that I have to be conscious of when I'm trying to manifest something in my life. Is it possible that I will win the lottery? Sure, it's possible, right? But is it probable? No. So even if I do some sort of a, I'm going to create a sigil that says I win the lottery. Well, it's possible, but it's not very probable. So it probably won't be realized in my life, no matter how much will and intention I put out there, because there is still very much, magic is not a solution to every problem in your life if you are locked out of your apartment you got to go get the spare right wait wait i won't eventually be able to unlock doors with the wand i never said that i never said that you couldn't just manifest the fact that hey two weeks ago i put the spare in this coat pocket and when i check it right now that spare key is going to be in there and to your surprise that spare key is in your pocket i'm not saying that's impossible what i'm saying is there are definitely things in life where you need to jump on opportunity and what magic does is it helps present opportunity to you the user but it is your goal or it's your job to then act on those opportunities because magic does not force you to act. You have to force magic out there. There's magic all around us, but unless you project your intention upon the easel that is our reality, or the canvas, rather, that is our reality, you won't manifest that. I read some type of story or post um, about this woman, and she asked a god, a genie, I don't know, for something and she had a very specific idea of how it would play out and the universe kept giving it to her but because it wasn't the exact way that she thought she kept denying it and like pushing it away pushing it away pushing it away um so I think it's important to be like open-minded and like maybe the thing you're really hoping for trying to get in your life is not going to come to you in the way that you expect um I think sometimes it's in like littler ways more subtle ways but if you're open to seeing them, I think, I think you'll be surprised at just the little ways it can change your life. Humans, we often, we're fantastical people. We like to fantasize. Mm -hmm. So when we think of something, we think of the most, the, the best way, the perfect instance is what we imagine in our heads. And that's so oftentimes why people get disappointed in different things is they form this image in their head of this event of this, happening or whatever you want to call it and then it doesn't meet those expectations and i think you kind of mentioned you definitely touched on it you have to keep an open mind but also keep things probable and that's really the sounds like kind of the key to magic right is to one be aware that it's around you 
or it could be happening around you. Be ready for it and then um, grab it, grasp it, take yeah, a hold of it. Jump on the opportunity. Um, I, like Ashley was saying, be general with your intentions. If, you're in, if your intention, we're going to go back to, uh, let's say, a job offer. I want to work for Google, we'll say. I, it is my intention to work for Google. And so that's what you put out there. And then Apple knocks on your door and says, I want to offer you a job. Are you going to turn that away because it wasn't Google? Right? Because it's still a job offer. That's what you were projecting. So I think being cognizant of saying, maybe instead of saying, I want a job offer from Google, you can say, I want a job offer and I want it to kind of look like this. But if it ends up being something else, maybe it still accomplishes your goal, like Ashley said. Um, one thing I do want to kind of point or at least mention is I think though it is fair to say there are a lot of people in the world who don't immediately jump to the positive mentally, right? When, when we envision situations, I think there is a very large population of people who immediately think, well, I'm going to mess this up or I'm going to do something embarrassing or I'm going to screw it up or disappoint someone. And I think um, it's also it's fair to say to be aware of those thoughts. And if you catch yourself in a pattern, everybody has shitty days. That's undeniable. If you're going to have a shitty day, you're going to get sick. Something's going to happen. I mean, life is a parabola. Yeah. But if you catch yourself where every day you're waking up and, you know, you have a, a pattern of maybe negative or not great thoughts, it might benefit you to ask the question behind the question you know, not, you know, why is my day shitty, but what is, what is really going on, right? Is it, I don't like my job, because then we can address that. Or is it, I don't like what's going on, maybe we need more hobbies. I think um, if you notice that there are patterns in your life that are not serving you, a lot of what magic can help you do is to help nudge these into a different way that's more beneficial to you. Because, you know, I might look at every situation and say, I am going to crush this, right? I'm going to I'm gonna accomplish what I set out to do, but it, it wasn't always the case for me. And if it's not the case for you, that's okay too. But just know that it's possible to still manifest good things, even if you are in that mindset. So I just wanted to speak to anyone maybe listening who is in that, that frame of mind. That's true with therapy as well. That's what they tell you to do is go find the root cause, not what is initially being felt on the surface, but what true emotion it is and where that emotion is stemming from and coming from. That is, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting how much, how powerful the mind is and our minds can do a lot and we can really do a lot to change our body physiologically with just our mind. I mean, look at people who are hypochondriacs who you know, feel things. They literally will feel things in their body. But every test, everything shows, you know, that they're fine. The blood works great. Hydration's there. But that doesn't mean it's not real to that person. And that just goes to show how powerful a mind is. And if you can hone your mind, if you can take that control over it to look past surface things and find the roots it sounds like you'll be more attached, uh, not attached, that's the wrong word, but more perceptive to magic or being able to maybe manipulate the things around you. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, you hear about people who um, have an amputation of a limb and then they have phantom limb syndrome where that limb is still very real to them even though it does not exist here anymore. Right? Pains. They can feel pain they in it, a lot pain. of things. Yeah, so our mind is a incredible tool for both good and bad. And uh, that can be intentional or unintentional. And I think uh, exploring how to use that for yourself is something that everybody should should make a priority in their life because uh, I've worked in a lot of sales positions and uh, couldn't tell. <laughs> and what you'll often hear at almost any sales job is it all starts with your mindset, right? I have to know in my mind that when you walk into my store, you're going to leave with a bag. That's my mindset, right? And so y- you got to figure out what your mindset has to be every single day to accomplish what your end goal is. It's a dream of mine to own an apple orchard with a wizard tower and a community of friends and family who want to create art and do stuff like that. That's a dream of mine. So I have to figure out what mindset do I need to have every single day to turn that dream into a reality. Yeah, no, this this makes sense. I mean, these are all really good uh, answers and I'm curious to see what our listeners think. You know, uh, we really are serious when we mention, you know, y'all reach out, tell us what you think, send us a message. Um, or if you know us in person, um, stop and let us know. I had the immense pleasure of having someone stop me at work and say that uh, they listened to the podcast and they had some feedback and it was r- really cool. It was unsolicited, right? I wasn't. I wasn't fishing for podcast information, but uh, if you know us and and you see us day to day, feel empowered to to say something. You know, uh, we we want to hear from you guys. Um, we do fully consider everyone who listens a member of the society, and that's not lip service. You know, we we want to talk to you. We want to get to know you more, and we want you guys to know us even more. So ask us questions, whether that's something you want to hear on the show or just something you're personally curious about. I think I can speak for all three of us. We're pretty open books. I got a, a book recommendation from one of our listeners and it was a really Ooh. good read. So yeah, Fantastic. it's been uh, really cool uh, hearing from people. Well, are you going to tell us the book or would you like to keep it secret until you finish it? This book was called the five, the untold lives of the woman killed by Jack the Ripper by oh. Hallie Rubenhold. Oh, that sounds phenomenal. Yeah. Um, it, got, it just kind of like tells their stories in a what I thought was a really tasteful way. It was a good read. That's nice. And you know, that's a great segue into, you don't have to ask us about just magic. Like honestly, as you listeners have known, if you've listened with us, that's not my specialty. <laughs> um, I can probably not answer any questions for you about it unless you want to know some things about Harry Houdini. Did one research paper on him a long time ago. Um, but we really were open to talking about a lot of different things and trying to pique interests of a lot of different people and pretty much anyone else. So if it's crime, if it's astrology, if it's psychology, if it's something, we'll look into it, research it, and do our best. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode, just uh, talking more about magic. Obviously, it's something I'm super passionate about, so any chance I can talk about magic in any way, shape, form, anything at all, I am I am there anytime. But we will, we, uh, we will also cover other topics. Um, I know James has got a potential project in the books. We've got some other stuff, uh, cooking on the background that isn't inherently magical related, 
So we're, we're excited, but we hope you enjoyed this episode about magic. This is Jacob. I'm James. I'm Ash. We are the Cellar Door Society, and we are signing out. Bye. Bye.